Working Fans Podcast. Cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. For another week of the Working Fans Podcast, this is AJ, I'm the former wrestler, we've got Dave the Ultimate Fan here with us, as we do every week, our producer Joe may, likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod, we've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast, and for any ideas that you might have, that's workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, where you can keep up with us at workingfanswrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms, including anchor.fm, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now, it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, let us know what you think so you can help us out and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82designs, 482designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82designs, at F-O-U-R, 82designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, it divides the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Fans, welcome back for another year of the Working Fans Podcast. What the fuck? We are finally at the end of 2020. This will come out Christmas Eve? Christmas Uh, Eve day. Yeah. And we'll most likely do some kind of best of episode for New Year's Eve day because, I mean, we've consistently come out with new stuff this year, Dave. Mm. Like, even amidst my dad dying, amidst COVID, amidst whatever AJ's got going on, like, we have consistently brought you interviews and stuff every week, and we've even grown bigger than we previously had, which... I don't know if any of us saw that coming for this year. Would you say so? Nope. This was quite a wild year, man. I mean, I was wondering how we were going to pull it off when we had to, like, separate. Because we used to meet every week at my house, pretty much. And occasionally your house to, like, record. And then, you know, made a few purchases here of an iPad and some soundboards and, you know, recording equipment. And we did what we had to do. So, oh, well, yeah, so, <laughs> yes, right. There's only one soundboard currently. <coughs> AJ. Um, but, uh, hopefully there'll be more in the future. Actually, AJ, hear me. we currently have zero soundboards because it's right. being worked on, but True. I hope that gets sent back. But above the soundboards and all of that, we are part of the Buzz Podcast Network, which we were previously a part of another network that 
think we need to name here, but creative differences. (laughs) Creative differences, definitely. (laughs) But Archie and everybody at the Buzz, we're really helping grow something over there. Yeah, I, I, we didn't. I know we didn't plan on being a part of a podcast network this year, or getting a live show every week. I mean, I know we went from doing one show a week to now we do the main show every Thursday. We do the live show every Wednesday night, and then we've been doing bonus episodes every Tuesday, but we have a project in the works that's going to take over that Tuesday slot coming up next year. You bet your ass we do. You want to give them a preview? You bet your ass I do. Yeah. So one thing about doing this podcast over the last, what has it been now? Is it two years now? Yeah. Year and a half? A year and two months. Two two months, yeah. Well, COVID makes everything feel longer. But, yeah, one thing, you know, it's kind of like you're doing it, it's fun, but, you know, you start craving, you want to do other projects sometimes, too. You start getting a thirst for doing other things. and All we've been talking is wrestling for how long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are times where I'm like, I watch too much wrestling. Right, right. And wrestling's my love, but I was like, you know what? I, I needed, we need to do something else sometimes, I feel like, and I feel like... You know, I was like, the Tuesday episode was good, but I was like, you know, we started running kind of like best of things weekly because people that we were like helping sponsor, you know, then we had so much stuff and it was like, okay, well, if we're going to put our own stuff out on Tuesday, I don't want to keep recycling things all the time. You know, we're only in year one. And so I started thinking about other projects and stuff we'd be interested in. And one thing I thought, one thing we all like is comedy, stand up comedy. We always make jokes. We always try to pop each other, laugh. Me and Joe, especially, are always quoting Dave Chappelle on here and stuff like that. What we can I quote. Mostly we're quoting it off air, luckily. Most but. of it's off air, or most of it's a little wink-wink. And if anybody's a big Chappelle fan, they probably pick up on some of the stuff we say. So it got to me thinking, I want to do a comedy pad podcast. And our boy AJ Strangebrew, he has done a little bit of comedy. That's how we were able to get Pat Oates on the show. And I thought, you know, we got a few connections. Nothing crazy, but a few. So let's give this a shot. We're going to kind of do a few five, three, ones here and there. But it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a shorter episode to start. It's going to be maybe an interview, maybe a five, three, one, or maybe we'll have a debate or maybe a profile. But that's what we got so far. And it'll be coming out every Tuesday and it should be coming out. The first week of January is the plan. The first Tuesday. Yeah, we will definitely be workshopping it. And like anything, Dave, I think you and me have become highly adaptable over this last year where whatever's in front of us, if we don't think we can make it happen, we will figure out how to make it happen down the road. 100%. And especially comedy, like I have a small comedy vinyl collection. I've got quite a set of stand up DVDs. I've been a fan of stand up comedy for years, so I'm happy to branch out into something else as well. I mean, I've been writing music articles here and there. But like you said, I think the heart of this podcast, because we wanted to do a serious talk at one point, and we realized we're more of a jokey podcast. Right. So it's almost like, why not fit in that entertainment and go to another form we like? Especially, I mean, we're both fans of Chappelle. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm the Bill Hicks fan, a huge one. I think we're all Richard Pryor. Bill Burr, Eddie Murphy. Bill Burr, 100%. Yeah. And a lot of those names, a lot more of those names, we will be getting into in that podcast. And it's going to be a very interesting, I'll even say our first episode should be uh, 531 on stand-up comedians. 
and I can already tell you from the list I got, it is quite a different list. Uh, I'm not gonna. You're gonna see some great names that you hear on almost any legendary, you know, panel where they talk Carlin and Pryor and those guys. But we also have a lot of different comedians that are gonna be on our list. They're all good names, but you might not hear in the top five of somebody else's. But our fans, our friends who listen to this podcast, gave me some list, and yeah, so I'm excited to share that. Definitely the biggest response we've had to any 531 we've done. That's why we're so excited to launch it. But for everybody that's listening, we're here for the year end. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I think we've previewed what we hope to do next year. I'm sure we have some other plans in the works that we're not going to unleash on you yet. What a year in wrestling. We went from crowds to no crowds to some crowds and virtual crowds. Some promotions worked the whole time. Some took time off. Mm. I really don't know what to say about 2020. It's hard to believe that the end of the year is almost here. Yeah, I feel exhausted. I mean, just looking back at the interviews we did, <laughs> we started off the year by having guys from the NWA on. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually we went on to get, I believe we got... I believe Ricky Morton this year. We got the Von Erics this year. We got the Von Erics this year for sure. Yeah. And I mean, by the time this airs, my interview with Trevor Murdoch will have aired, which I was very happy with how that came out. And yeah, I mean, yeah, we had Ken Anderson this year. A lot of good ones. Let's not forget our new best friend, George, George South. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to ha- I can't wait to talk to him because just listening to him talk these last two podcasts, it was so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So to be able to get in there and throw my own questions to him. Yeah. I'm very excited because dealing with George, it's less like dealing with a celebrity and it really is like dealing with a friend. Yeah. Like I had bought a book from them. Something got jumbled up in translation. By the time I finally got a hold of him, hmm. I mean, he, he sent the book. He sent extras. He texted me just to see how I was liking the book, told me to get back to him when I get done with it. We have made some very special connections, I think, this year. I remember Bobby Blaze was an early one. Yeah. Who you and me just couldn't believe how gracious he was with his time and just how friendly he was. He put us at ease. I mean, we went from being nervous about interviews this year to now we just knock them out no problem. Yeah, I would say for the most part, you know, it is what it is. We're just, yeah, there's a comfortability of getting these interviews now, you know? Yeah, I would say the one interview that um, I want to say I was nervous about, but I was most enthusiastic about, like almost had a little bit of like that mark in me still, that little bit of like, oh, it was Von Eric. the Von Erich boys. Yeah, just talking to Kevin Von Erich's kids was like... Oh, man, that was super exciting for me. So I know, and they were just so bright, and they were just so... They were another one, very welcoming, very gracious, that yeah. it's like, wow. Mm. It, I, I, I can't believe we interviewed the Von Erics either. Yeah, yeah. Good times. A lot of good ones. Henry Godwin, the Patriot. But we're here to talk about the year-end award issues, baby. So, yeah, we actually sent out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categories to our fans, and we got several votes. We did. Some you would expect, and some are newbies out there. Yeah, I'm going to um, I'm gonna start off with our boy AJ's list, actually. Should I just, you know, just read AJ's list for each category, right? And then I got the votes tallied up here already anyway, so. Yeah, if you just want to read off his list, and then, you know, we'll... 
after each thing, we'll discuss it because I'm sure there's uh, there's a lot of things we can say about any of them. So first off, with AJ, the reason why I'm doing him first too is because he made a point to me, and I think we're going to institute this going forward. But rather than do, and you know, AJ, I will say this: he campaigns for this. Rather than do a best male superstar of the year or best female superstar of the year. Wrestler, excuse me. Vince McMahon's in my head right now. Let's just do a best wrestler of the year. And I said, well, we are doing a best tag team of the year. So I don't have a problem with that. However, that's a future talk. We already have the votes in. So, and AJ did give me a best male and female. And here we go. So, best male of the year, Randy Orton. Best female wrestler of the year, Thunder Rosa. Best tag team of the year, uh, Josh DeBoard's favorite tag team, the Gorillas of Destiny. <laughs> best feud of the year feud slash storyline edge randy orton best promotion of the year aew and best uh match of the year okada versus abushi wrestle kingdom day one wow where does edge versus randy orton i'm guessing that's not your top one me yeah. no <laughs> now i love edge I love Edge. Yeah, I just wanted to know where it fell for you, because hmm. in such a year of storylines, obviously we get into more lists, we'll hear the ones that are bigger, mm-hmm. but I almost forgot about Edge and Red New York, and that almost feels like last year to me. Yeah, I mean, their match was a disappointment at Mania, they rebounded nicely and had a really nice match, but unfortunately, Edge got injured as well as that. Great promos from Edge, great to be back. <clears throat> you know, if we had a comeback of the year... Edge might have made my list. But we didn't do that. So this storyline of the year, no. This wasn't it. Yeah, no. The one pick that... Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. It was a good one. But yeah. I think as we'll get into it, there are more... Things that popped up recently that might be taking that spot. 100%. Now, I got more lists than you do, so I'm going to keep rolling here a little bit. I got my man Mikey and Fred from Facebook. He always keeps interviewing... Uh, he always keeps uh, messages on the... Uh, you know, Facebook page. So oh, yeah, he's, that, that dude. Yeah, he's become my boy now, Mike and Fred. He's also got Thunder Rosa as his top female talent. And Randy Orton as his top male talent. I joked, AJ, this might be your cousin here. Randy <laughs> F- had a big year. Randy Orton, that is. He did, yeah. Randy Oscar, not so much. <laughs> we'll get to Randy's list. Uh, FTR was his tag team of the year. McAfee and Cole was his storyline slash feud of the year. And then he had NXT as his top promotion of the year, which I'm now looking at this list. He also has his match of the year was Adam Cole versus versus Keith Cole in a winner take all. So uh, Keith th- Lee, yeah, Keith Lee, excuse me. So Keith Cole, what's he saying? Some R&B? <laughs> Keith Cole, baby. <laughs> Keith <Keep> Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good list. The yeah. McAfee Cole thing. I was into it at first when it was like, what's going on with this? It fell off for me a little bit when it was an obvious work, Mm -hmm. but I think overall, it led to a big War Games match. It led to McAfee really showing off his skills, which I think he surprised a lot of people this year. He did. Now, I'm going to do two more lists, and I'll get back to you, because I'm really excited about these next two lists. All right. Randy Asuka, our boy. All right. He sent in his female top female talent of the year was Bailey. Oh wow! Yeah. He's breaking. Yeah, Tessa. I thought well, Tessa going to be his best storyline. No, <laughs> no, she's not on this list. Uh, top male talent of the year. Top Ricky, male. Are you okay? 
okay. <laughs> top hill, top. It was Pull the tractor over. Collect yourself. <laughs> I think our boys got the fever. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, tag team of the year, the North. Randy was the only one who had the North on his list, but they were a great team most of the year. He pays uh, closer attention to impact than a lot of us do. He and does. the North are amazing. They are. They're awesome. Uh, he's got the Roman Reigns. Jay Uso storyline on here. Um, I, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, AEW was his promotion of the year, and Finn Bauer versus Kyle O'Reilly was his match of the year. Now, I want to bring up Roman versus Uso uh, for you in particular because a lot of people put down Roman's heel turn as the storyline of the year. Should we lump this in with Roman's heel turn? I would say it's 100% it, because wasn't yeah. his heel turn mostly against his cousin? It was. So I, um... I mean, he's turned heel, but the impetus for his heelish actions came between that, like, family argument. Yeah, or not family argument, maybe family situation that escalated. Yes. Yes. So I think that's good. That's good. I'm tallying up that vote right now in particular too so that's good to know so yeah other than that cool that he had the north on there alex benison from the buzz just interviewed josh alexander this past weekend yes. check it out on the buzz facebook page very interesting conversation and uh, i'm jealous that he got that get all right well i'm jealous every week that when you read off your list you get to read off our next guy but this week i'm reading off this guy end of the year our boy Jesse from New Hampshire. I got his list. <laughs> I actually, it's funny. When you told me this morning that you got his list, <laughs> I had actually just sent him a question asking about it. And he goes, hi, ah, I already sent it to Dave on Instagram. And here it is anyways. I'm like, I feel like you're getting my exclusive <laughs> work here. You were busy this week. I wanted to uh, grab the ball and run with it, so I was ready. But it's Christmas week in a grocery store. Honestly, I'm fucked. <laughs> wow. His list is Rhea Ripley, Female of the Year. Uh, man, well, we'll talk about these. I definitely, the first half of the year, oh my God. Number two, Adam Cole, Male of the Year. Number three, Tag Team of the Year, FTR. Four, the Feud Storyline of the Year. The Omega Cleaner, Return of the Cleaner, possible Bullet Club reunion, possible Super Show. Num- uh, yeah, so he's talking the Kenny Omega impact yeah. situation. Yeah, exactly. And number five, Promotion of the Year, NXT. He had NXT as for Promotion of the Year. And... Number six, his match of the year, was uh, Cody Rhodes versus Kofi Kingston, which he put down for the TV title, but I think he means that TNT title. So Yeah. <laughs> now, Jesse actually became a father a second time this year, mm. so the fact that he's getting to watch any wrestling is amazing. We're glad that he can still listen to us. I've got to say, some of the things on his list, very good. I've slept on NXT personally this year because when it comes to watching something on Wednesday nights, I tend to just choose AEW because it's the fresher thing right now. Mm. When I have tuned into NXT, it has been solid, and it usually is fairly solid. Yeah, I mean, we got two votes. Uh, Mikey and Fred and Jesse both put NXT as their promotion of the year. Rhea Ripley, too, was his woman of the year. I think she had a major year. I think she did. interruption in the middle, but... COVID year, mm-hmm. things happen. They do. All right, Joe. Uh, read off this gentleman's name from Facebook because he had a he had a, he wanted a more interesting list. He had some he had some marks over it, so there's probably some some pronunciation that I'm going to miss. But this is Michael Jargo. 
he is the host of the Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. Find him at DestinoPod.com, and that is at DestinoPod. Now, his best female of the year was Julia from Stardom. Hold on one second, Joe. Hold on one second. I can't deal with this shit no more. <laughs> fucking slack at me. <laughs> oh, slack at's blowing you up. It's been blowing up, and it's going to be on the recording, and I'm just going to snooze it for the next four hours. Uh, so, all right, my friend. Go back whenever you're ready. We are ready to go. <laughs> All right, Michael Jargo from he is the host of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. That's www.destinopod.com and at Destinopod on Twitter. <coughs> His best female of the year is Julia from Stardom. His best male of the year is Tetsuya Naito. Tag team of the year, FTR. Mm. Best storyline of the year is Konami and Jungle Kiona. We'll get to that in a second. Promotion of the year was New Japan Pro Wrestling. And his match of the year was the best of the Super Junior Finals. Now, Dave, if you can pull up his explanation of the Konami and Jungle Kiona feud... Because I believe that is also something that comes from stardom. Mm-hmm. I don't keep up with stardom as much as I would care to. I've heard a lot of good things, especially with talk of Hana Kimura's death this year. She was big in stardom, and it makes me want to check them out more. I bought the stardom pack for Fire Pro Wrestling, where you get like their wrestlers. So I'm familiar with stardom is big on factions. Mm. I'm aware that Julia is a thing over there. And Dave, do you have that? I do. All right. right. If you could tell us a little bit about the Konami and Jungle Kiona feud. The story begins in the April April of 2019 when Hanukkah defeated uh, Jungle... What's the pronunciation again? Kiona. Kiona. Thus breaking up the Jungle Assault Nation. After a bitter, bitter feud between Kimura, resulting in Kiona's faction being disbanded, with her first pick of the stardom draft, Hana drafted Kiona to her new faction, the Tokyo Cyber Squad. The second pick for TCS would be Konami, who just spent a year in Queen's Quest. In May 2019, the trio would go on to win the Artists of Stardom Trios title. In July, Kona and Konami would go on to win the Goddess of Stardom tag titles. As the popularity of TCS continued to grow, I had to add something there, hold on, and become one of the most popular women's faction in the world, both Konami and Kona, while being lost in their own ways, had finally found a home under Hana and reinventing themselves into a dominant tag team in the company. Fast forward through the pandemic and the shutdown and the eventual tragic death of Hana Kimura in May, the future of TCS was left completely up in the air and a struggle for power. September 2020, after surviving the faction being forced to split, Kiona would argue, again, issue a challenge to Oida Tai in a Losers Must Disband match. The match would happen on September 28th and the end, and end in the chair shot heard around the stardom world. Konami now a full member of Odea Tai continues to find herself in a new 
dastardly role as one of the company's technical assassins. While Kona has been out of action since the chair shot due to multiple injuries, here we are now in December just waiting for the Kona to return and set the wrong things right. So that's basically the outline of the story. Perhaps not told as well as it happened. I'm oh, sorry, as I'd hoped in the interest of typing you a book, but the real-life passing of Hanakamura and the end of TCS has left the lasting effect on the entire company and resulted in the most emotional story of all in 2020. Hope that's a bit of insight. That is very interesting. Thank you, Michael Jargo, for that. And just based on that response from him, we're going to have to have him come on and talk to us about stardom sometime if he's interested because, like I told you, I'm familiar that they're the baby face and heel factions and a lot of their people are made up in those obviously the Hanukkah story has been something that's been huge in the wrestling world this whole year and they're apparently they're getting close to prosecuting the person responsible I believe yes so there there's some light at the end of the tunnel it doesn't make up for what happened but brings the story around a little bit I want to thank Mr. Jargo for that because that's obviously a heavy a Japan heavy list. And since I did so much reading there, let's continue it. I got Mike Flynn's list here, and I want to go in depth. And Mike added a little insight to some things. So he had female of the year Bailey. She had an amazing amazing year in ring and character wise. Male of the year the great Okan. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm actually gonna go with Omega. Matsui was great, but Omega was part of the greatest tag match ever, the AAA title, and won the AEW World title. Best tag team, the Young Bucks. Not just their incredible matches of FTR and Omega Page, I think what really stood out was their work with teams like Top Flight and how good they made them look. Best storyline, Roman heel turn with Paul. This came out of nowhere for me and finally turned him, and he's actually better as a heel than I ever hoped for. He's the main and maybe only reason I tuned into the main roster. Best promotion, AEW. New Japan Pro Wrestling was off to another strong start, but the pandemic shut them down. MLW was great too, but also missed many months. Best match, I'm going to go Page and Omega versus the Bucks, slightly over Walter and Dragunov. Tag match was the best I'd ever seen. Walter match was unlike anything I've ever seen under WWE Umbrella and was uncomfortably violent in the best way possible. Hell of a list, Mr. Flynn. Thank you, sir. And I think what's better than his list is his feedback, because we can get as many lists as possible, and we're not complaining about the people that don't give us the outside story to it. But when we get the feedback of why you chose who you chose, that's interesting. That's another thing we'd like to have more of in 2021, I think, is feedback from our fans. We have a steady listenership. But we hear from such a small few. Right. Dave, if somebody wants to get a list to us, if somebody wants to be a, have their voice heard on the podcast, how do they get a hold of us? You can get a hold of us on the Working Fans Podcast uh, fan page, Facebook. There's Twitter, obviously. What are we That fans working. That fans working. Thank you. Our Instagram. We are listening now. <laughs> working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. There's been more. I would say steady activity on the Instagram than ever before. We're still new to it. We're learning it, but mm-hmm. we did our best this year to branch out and try and do what we can to expand the brand. 
And there's a Dave and AJ account too, by the way, on Facebook that you'll see around there. So uh, we will, I will listen to it. I am the one who generally gets the messages, although AJ's around too. <laughs> if you're on Twitch and working, I live stream video games every now and then, do the same thing on the YouTube. Just another way to get ourselves out there, provide some other content. Not everybody might be a wrestling fan, but they might be a fan of ours. Or maybe you're here for the wrestling. I like video games, too. I'll watch the live stream. Just as long as you're a fan of us is all we're worried about. And it's not even about the fame. It's about that we're able to have this conversation talking about something we enjoy. Mm. And discuss it in a serious way. Not like us defending wrestling to everybody that shits on the fact that we watch it. Right. Which is (laughs) interesting why I was able to get a... uh probably larger response when I started talking about doing a comedy podcast. Not <laughs> to segue back yeah, to that. Yeah, wrestling is a niche, right. and it's more of like an exclusive niche. Comedy might be a niche, but everybody has a handful of favorite comedians. Sure, 100%. Yeah. I'm going to go to my next list here. I got Zach St. John. His best female, again, Bailey. Best male, Kenny Omega. Best tag team, the Young Bucks. Best storyline. I want to go with anything Marty Jannetty says on Facebook, but I'm going to go with the current Omega Cows belt collector thing. Best promotion, AEW. Best match, Paige and Omega versus the Bucks. Had some similar ones to Mike Flynn there. I'll give it to him. Jannetty's Facebook is worth it. He, it is pretty good, huh? He's gone from talking about sex this year to he might have killed a dude because the dude wanted to play with his dick when he was trying to buy weed. <laughs> yes. You know, like... Janetti chasing his cat around the house with a camera, whatever that dude does. He's yeah. out there, but entertaining. Yeah. Some people find like a sad fascination with it. I think it's hilarious no matter what's going on. I'm going to read the next Obviously, one. Go ahead. What's that? I was going to read the next one. I'm, I'm sorry. How am I great? Marty Janetti, right? I'm, I'm glad he's still alive. <laughs> Obviously, that Omega storyline has been something else, and it's wild that it's that recent a development, but I think just like the Roman heel turn, it's something that people have been waiting for for a while. Where is that best bout machine? Where is this Kenny Omega we saw in Japan? Yeah. And now it's starting to emerge. Actually, too. Yeah, just double-checking on something. Okay, so let me go to our next one here, Mr. Jake St. John. He had a list. Author, friend of the show. Author, friend of the show. Zach's brother. brother. Zach. Best female wrestler of the year. He had Hakaro Shida. Best male wrestler of the year. He had John Moxley. Best tag team of the year, FTR. This one is funny because um, this guy's not a Roman guy or a WWE guy at all, but he did say... Out of everything, he had to say the best storyline seemed like the Roman heel turn. It's really caught fire. Best promotion, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Best match, no surprise if you know this man, Shingo versus Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki wins the never open weight title. He is a huge fan of Minoru Suzuki. I'm surprised he didn't put him as male wrestler of the year, but <laughs> he shows a little unbiasedness, I guess. So. <laughs> I'm going to give you my list next because best female, I got Thunder Rosa. Best male, I've got Roman Reigns. Best tag team, Bailey and Sasha. And they just topped off, like, I put them just above the Young Bucks because I've enjoyed what the Bucks have done this year. But Bailey and Sasha, 
for all we say about WWE not being able to do the long-term storytelling, they did it with them. And I think it's part of why a lot of people have also picked Bailey as female of the year. 100%. Best, I gave you best storyline angle was Omega in Impact. Basically him winning the AEW title and the interpromotional work that we're hoping to see come out of that. Yes. Best promotion to me was MLW. Even though they did take the summer off, they gave you the anthology series, which was the best of certain wrestlers' matches in MLW. They gave you Pulp Fusion, which for many weeks you and me would go back and forth about about how good that was. And then they brought back the old episodes of MLW Underground and released those. So all due respect to Mike Flynn, but I think MLW kept it fresh. And when they return, they've had some powerful episodes. The wrestling is still up there. They're even, they look even more like a sport right now. And Jake, this one's for you, but match of the year, I got Suzuki and Moxley. Mm. When that happened, to me, that was so highly anticipated that I was just very excited for it. And when it happened, I'm like, finally, it's here. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to conclude conclude this list here and then we'll get to the tally votes so here it goes my list of the year female talent i went with bailey male talent i went with moxley moxley i just felt had an incredible year and really brought aew to the next level tag team of the year like joe i had bailey and sasha i thought it was the most entertaining thing that wwe had at one point such guests as former uh, well not former comedian current comedian former guest pat oates Said at one time, that was his favorite thing on television during the pandemic. Number four, I had the Roman heel turn. Uh, it was close for me. I almost went with the Omega thing. I think there's a bigger buzz, and I'm excited now. But I kind of dismissed some of it as recent bias. And I went with Roman because he's cutting the best damn interviews of his entire career now. Number five, though, I did have to give AEW the promotion of the year. I think at the end of the year, nobody handled this pandemic better and now with the current Omega storyline, nobody else has a buzz like AEW. That being said, you know, we talk about our Wednesday Night Wars, right? NXT, best bell-to-bell action in my opinion. And I had to give their uh, that brand a match of the year. Because Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly, a match that ended with Balor having a broken jaw and two braces was one of the most hard-hitting things I've ever seen. And I really enjoyed it. Now, that being said, as I typed this and I wrote this, Dragonoff and Walter might have been my real pick, but I let that slide. <laughs> so, A lot of things happened this year, and with the way it's been weird with the pandemic, things are going to slip by. Like, Roman was a close second for me for storyline of the year, but I think the importance of Omega possibly bringing together a couple different promotions is the only thing that put it over Roman. Now... Roman has been hated for a while in WWE. Yeah. People have felt like he's been pushed down their throats. He goes out for a little bit on the pandemic, comes back with this amazing storyline. And I would think if we had live crowds right now, hmm. there would be a 100% different reaction to him in that hmm. live event setting. Oh, yeah. He'd be getting legit heat, but he'd also be getting cheers from some hardcore fans, too. Like, he would have a different response. It wouldn't be, he wouldn't have that get off my TV heat as much anymore. He would either have real heat with the mainstream audience that just, you know, watches casually or whatever to, like, you know, like, just kind of, like, 
root for the good guys and boo the bad guys. But I think there'd be a lot of hardcore fans that actually might like him. So in a way, I think he would have a mixed response in some ways too, but it'd be much more passionate. And yeah, he's doing some good work right now. Yeah, 100%. So, what do you got for votes lining up? All right, so I'm just going to read the winners, or in this case, the ties. Match of the year, we have a tie. Page and Omega versus the Bucks, and Bauer versus O'Reilly. It's funny if I had changed my vote. Uh, <laughs> Omega and Page and the Bucks would have won this, but they are tied. And as uh, producer Joe told me before this, it's okay to have a tie. So, I mean, obviously, in an ideal world, you'd want a winner, mm-hmm. but it's year end awards. We're kind of just seeing what's popular. It's possible for two things to almost be even. I'd want to say Kenny and Roman's going to be close too, if I'm. They yeah, are. Keep going with your list. Sorry, I interrupted. No, that's okay. Hold on a second here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just the momentum dead. Yeah, you did. You got me. So, yeah, the best storyline was Roman. Uh, the Roman heel turn was by one vote difference. So, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, this was, again, this was a neck-and-neck thing. I, I already basically feel like I just talked about it on my end. Like, I had to, I kind of went because Roman's doing the best stuff of his career, and the Omega stuff just happened towards the end of the year. That was the difference with me. But, my God, the excitement I have right now for this uh, Omega impact and everything that's evolved. Like, I'm really, really excited, and this might be... Even though it's just started now, this could be the biggest storyline of 2021. Yeah, I mean, they just announced for that Hard to Kill pay-per-view, it's going to be Omega and the Good Brothers versus Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns. So that's interesting. The first Impact pay-per-view of the year has that crossover. What more could happen? What's going to happen that night? I can't wait to say. Best promotion of the year was AEW. Uh, you know, the majority of our fans definitely felt AEW had the most buzz. Even the people that, um, you know, might have had best NXT matches felt that, uh, this promotion had the most buzz out of our fans. Hard to argue. And we got... It's only because NXT's been around a while, and this was the first kind of time that we got to see AEW cycle what they did last year. Mm-hmm. We got a second revolution, you know, or no, we got a second full gear... So we're starting to kind of see how they're going, and they've had some of the biggest stuff on TV. They just recently brought back Sting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it's fresh, and overall, I think they had a better hand in the pandemic. Unfortunately for NXT, they also got raided by the main roster a little bit in this time. You know what's funny about that, though, is that the people who voted uh, for NXT, nobody voted WWE. <laughs> you notice that? It was like a couple of votes that we got. Uh, besides AEW, where your vote for MLW, a couple for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and then we had two for NXT as well. Not WWE. Nobody thought, oh, the main roster's killing it. <laughs> you know? No, it's really only storylines that people are buying into right now on the main roster. There's not many. That Sasha Bailey one was big this year. Yeah. And then Roman. And obviously the Roman heel turn has made him a real interesting character to a lot of people. Uh, this one, people pretty much voted for FTR for Tag Team of the Year. Man, I don't know. Like The Bucks had a really good year, but Shasha and Bailey had a great year. It's tough for me. I like FTR more. I thought they had an awesome match. To me, like when you talk about the year, it's interesting. If you talk about career-wise, this was awesome for FTR. Already having the NXT titles, 
already being champs on Raw and SmackDown, even if it wasn't the best run, collecting those belts. Now they go to AEW and they win those titles as well. So it was an awesome, in that sense, career moment. But, I mean, you know what? It's funny, too. That match they had with the Bucks might have been – nobody voted for that, but that might have been one of the best matches of the year as well. That was very good. I don't know what it is quite about FTR that they didn't make my tag team of the year. Mm-hmm. I probably – I might have put them third because, honestly, I thought the Bucks had a good year. Yeah. They are getting presented much better in AEW, but yes. for me, there's something missing. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't put my fig- finger on it right now. Yeah, They're not bad, mm-hmm. but there's just something that could take them to that next level. Maybe it's not holding the titles for a terribly long amount of time. So we'll see how they, uh, as things continue. I actually, like I said, I think I'm more interested in FTR right now, actually, too, now that they lost the belts. Even though they're the heel team, I'm interested to see where they go in this chase. Going to the best male wrestler of the year, we had a tie. It was a three-way tie. <laughs> wow. John Moxley, Kenny Omega, and Randy Orton. So arguably three of the. That's another one. Orton had. Orton's had a couple big storylines this year, mm-hmm. and it's surprising that a man that deep into his career kind of is up there with these other guys who have arguably done more this year. Yeah, I mean, for me. Orton just didn't have the excitement. I thought he had a great year in terms of his interviews, his overall game. I actually, if I was going to give it to uh, somebody on the main roster, besides Roman, and honestly, Roman kind of came back towards the second half of the year, but I would have gone with McIntyre, who did get a vote, but I thought he had a really solid year, even though I wasn't a fan. The problem was he was kind of handicapped because I thought Raw was the worst promotion of the year. So that's the issue I really had with it. But I thought he had a better year overall. But um, Omega, strong end of the year. But to me, Mox was the guy who carried AEW for most of the beginning of the year. So I lean towards Mox, but overall, it's a tie. Yeah, I mean, he's McIntyre arguably suffered the most this year, I think, getting that championship run in front of no people. I think he would have been huge if that... If people had seen that more. It would have been interesting if we did this AJ's way and we had just best wrestler of the year to see who people would have picked. You know, a couple years ago, uh, Becky Lynch clearly had the best year no matter what, female or male. But this year we had so much good talent everywhere. But uh, for the females, it was Bailey. Bailey won it. She had the most votes. But <laughs> surprise number two was Thunder Rosa. Like, Thunder Rosa, for being on the NWA and just getting to AEW and doing some work with them, she was the second runner-up in all this. That was that was a very exciting storyline coming out of the summer. Mm-hmm. There was that little bit of time where everybody thought she was going to NXT, and then she pops back up in AEW, right back for that NWA ladies title. And that's another interesting thing to see where that goes. It's interesting to see where the NWA goes in 2021 since we saw the NWA kind of shut down due to the Me Too movement and they came back as the United Wrestling Network for a little bit that were trying some pay-per-views and then we've got this NWA shockwave running now so we're hoping to see more from them in 2021. Definitely hoping to see more from them and I won't lie. I'm kind of hoping to see Nick Aldis, maybe, and Kenny Omega 
have a little feud for uh, an interpromotional title match at some point. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Aldis is another one. He he definitely deserves to be mentioned higher for what he's doing with that NWA belt. But if being that, part of that show, it's you're not getting quite the exposure. If that and promotion was still going on, if that promotion had still been going on through the whole year, he probably would have got my vote. Because yeah, I was and loving it. would have been promotion of the year. Yeah. People were loving power. Circle mm-hmm. squared. We were just starting to kick off Carney land. Mm-hmm. We talked to Kyle Davis, Sauronaro about that this year. Yeah. Tim Storm we had on. We had a lot of NWA talent. And we were very excited to see where that was going to progress to. 100%. Um, I mean, we still are. We just don't know where it's going to be. Right. That was 2020, folks. That was the year. 2021, man, we're excited to uh, fresh start. And, you know, beyond that, I think we're uh, also just hoping not to get sappy, have a healthy, happy, safer world this year. And maybe we can walk around and do things like go to restaurants and <laughs> go see a movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right, Dave. We don't want to sappy about this but we do really appreciate our fans and anybody that stayed on the journey with us obviously jesse from new hampshire randy but i mean we've got the podcast network now we've got josh DeBoard, archie chuck winchester alex benison everybody in the slack chat that gabe had to shut down for blowing up his shit for a little bit just keep ringing me man <laughs> joining us next week we might bring you a little new content but it's probably going to be a best of episode just to be honest (laughs) i mean we need a week off we the bonus episodes have been a lot of best ofs but i mean each week we pretty much bring new content and we want to do that more often but we need a break yeah it's christmas time that's what uh that's what producer joe's saying (laughs) i'm gonna get something out there folks don't you worry (laughs) I'll get AJ's ass out here. <laughs> I'll wake him up, and then Joe's going to have a little bit of editing. But it'll be a short episode, probably. <laughs> we'll, we'll have something for you. Maybe, how about we make it, we'll talk about what we're looking forward to in 2021. Our our last episode of the year, we'll right. be looking there you forward. Go. There you go. And maybe future, maybe a we'll short episode. It out so it looks more natural. Yeah, maybe I'll have, hey, you never know. May, I may score an interview with Nintendo. I'm always on the lookout, too. You never know. You never know. <laughs> we, we get them at surprising times, guys. So, yeah. once again, thank you for joining us. We're glad you made it through 2020. Not a lot of people did. RIP, Dad. And we can't wait to see you next year. On the Working Fans Podcast. Kiss my ass. <laughs> All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.